So what if instead of focusing on trying to figure out alcohol, you tried to figure out yourself. You learned how to do all of the things that you think alcohol is doing for you, but better. You tapped into really understanding what the messages from your body meant and how to use your emotions to your advantage and how to really expand your desires to get what it is you finally really want and have real, lasting, sustainable pleasure. That is possible for you, and it is all available to you in the self-study course, The Naturally Sober Woman. It is everything that I teach my one-on-one clients, but it is compact for you, lifetime access on demand at a super affordable price available to you right now. You're going to go to my website, marywagstaffcoach.com, right there. It'll say self-study course or follow the link in the show notes right here. Get in there. One short video, just the welcome ceremony. There's a commence, a beautiful commencement ceremony that really anchors you into your intention for wanting to make this change into your life will change your life forever. It'll put you on a trajectory of new possibility because the bigger your desire is, the easier it's going to be to say goodbye to alcohol. So go on over to my website, get inside of the Naturally Sober Woman, and I will see you in there. Do you ever feel like you're outgrowing alcohol, that you are longing for a deeper connection to life? If alcohol is keeping you playing small and feels like the one area you just can't figure out, you are in the right place. Hi, my name is Mary Wagstaff. I'm a holistic alcohol coach who ended a 20-year relationship to alcohol without labels, counting days, or ever making excuses. Now I help powerful women just like you eliminate their desire to drink on their own terms. In this podcast, we will explore the revolutionary approach of my proven five shifts process that gets alcohol out of your way by breaking all of the rules and the profound experience that it is to rediscover who you are on the other side of alcohol. I am so thrilled to be your guide. Welcome to your journey of awakening. Well, hello. (laughs) Welcome back to the show, my beautiful listeners. Okay, so how did it go with triggers as your teachers? If you haven't listened to that episode, I want you to go back to know what I'm talking about. Literally, we're triggered by everything, right? The wind blows the wrong way and we're pissed off. Um, But this is so important for you to know because this is the, the emotional intimacy part of a new relationship with alcohol is the most important thing. This is why you never or forever is the is so overriding in your field, right? Is because you, there's like this, this third option to life that we haven't been taught. And this is the process of awakening. This is really what it means to live more of a spiritual life. And this is essentially what coaching, any really good coaching is about, is about a shift of perspective, right? About seeing that that there's not just this outer world, like dictating your experience that life just doesn't happen to you, but that you are an integral player in the the journey, right? Like that the inner informs the outer. And I talked about this a little bit last week where, you know, um, it's the the thoughts and the emotions and the the cognitive behavior and the conditioning and all of these things that have created the the inner land, the inner world, right? Um, 
those things, those have been external factors, but then they create this inner world. So then it's our, our response, then there are emotions, and then we take action. That is then how we interpret the world. And we know this because you've probably have, you know, friends that have grown up in the same siblings, right? And that they're very drastically different. And there's just so many, there's so many factors for this. It's because the way in which we interpret the world is different for every single person. So the same circumstance depending on and your identification and your the habitual networks in your brain and the thoughts that have been created that form your identity right it's like your thoughts your beliefs and the emotions that are associated with them these are all the ways in which you create your identity your personality now some things about us are innate but we can literally become whoever we want, whenever we want. Like I can just decide I'm going to become, you know, a ecstatic dance DJ and shave my head and go on tour DJing ecstatic dances all over the world, right? And become Mistress Mamawa, DJ Mamawa. And like that is possible for me and like just like leave this, have this whole new expression of myself. I mean, all of these things are possible. Um, But we are in the way because our 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 consciousness is so is too interwoven with our thinking mind. Now the thinking mind is, is amazing. You just look around you. It's like everything that it's created and and everything you've created, your life to this point has been choices that you've made, right? I mean, so it's like we use our we use our intelligence in these ways where we to like where we've been allowed to use them, but then we haven't had the knowledge to say like, oh, we can use our intelligence, our 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 consciousness to like flip the script to to look at our emotional self, to look at alcohol. It's like when it's come we come to personal, then it's and it's intangible. That's when we have a hard time seeing it. And if you listen to the interview that I did with Emily Smith, thank you, Emily, for being on the show. We that was the clip that I pulled out from her where we talked about what, what is the difference? You know, when we ask for support, we go to college, we're like, oh, we need a professor to teach us these things we don't know how to do. We need a personal trainer to help us build muscle. We need um, an accountant to help us with our finances or, our, you know, um, a CPA to do our taxes. Why are all of those things like welcomed? We don't have so much drama about them. But when it comes to our mental and our emotional health, something's terribly wrong, right? And it's because we're so t- the emotions that we haven't been taught how to relate to them. And that's why I call my program Emotion School. Like it's the school for your for for human liberation. It's like the most human part about us is our emotions. And what we kind of decided is, is because it's intangible. You know, it's it's you. There's the scale for which to um, measure your emotions is is extremely personal. Like you have to become very honest with yourself about, about, you know, oh, I can see I'm reacting way less, right? Um, you may start to notice the change inside of you, this thing that I, you used to fester and, and hold on, you know, it becomes less, but you know, so it's like the scale of one to 10 is really up to you, especially when it comes to alcohol, like desire and detachment, but you'll see the impact in every other area of your life. 
I wanted to read a client testimonial from Jill. Jill was on the show and I check in with my clients usually about a month after we're, you know, we've completed our time together. And this is, this is the impact of doing this work. It's so, so powerful. Jill says, I'm paying attention when I need to stop and take inventory of my feelings and emotions. Instead of drinking to cover up uncomfortable emotions, I'm able to acknowledge them and let them go. The more I practice that, the uncomfortable feelings still may come, but they don't linger too long. I'm not thinking, I can't handle this anymore. Things that would have sent me off to drink are still out there. I just don't have the urges to drink and cover them the uncomfortable feelings. When I'm around friends that drink, I come prepared and I bring my favorite non-alcoholic drinks with me. I haven't had any urges to drink except once a few weeks ago when I was alone out running errands and the thought to have a drink came to mind. I thought, hmm, that's interesting and questioned myself when I might think that. And just by pondering why the thought to have a drink faded away. I want to read this part to you again. The thought to have a drink came up. Now, what you would do if you if you were sandwiched, if your consciousness and your thinking mind were together and you haven't explored the process of awakening and the process of becoming the witness, you would go into an immediate, uh, you know, that 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 back and forth of no, you're not going to have a drink. Should I have a drink? Blah 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 blah. Like back and forth, like this that whole um, cognitive dissonance, right? And then it turns into this argument and that then that be, the trigger becomes more and more powerful and builds and builds and builds and builds and builds, right? But because Jill did this emotional intimacy work with me, she thought, wow, hmm, that's interesting. I wonder why that is. Why might I think I want a drink right now? And just by asking why the thought to have a drink faded away. Now, this might not happen the first time that you try this, right? the 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 thought just fades away or the emotion like Jill had been working on this for a little while and she's been doing this ever since so there it, there is a gradual decrease in the reduction of your of your attachment and your desire to drink right like literally it doesn't happen overnight but what can happen overnight is the the flip of 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 seeing yourself in a new perspective that that moment when you awaken to that oh, these thoughts are happening and I can become the witness to them, right? Like these thoughts are just going, going, going. They're happening all the time and I can just watch them. I can just watch them and not make them mean anything about me because guess what? They're going to just go away. Like literally nothing stays the same. Have you ever had an emotion that didn't change, right? No, no one. And, and this is the thing. It's like in the moment we feel like it's never going to change and like, and we want it to change, but then we resist change. Like we're just, we're crazy in that way, right? (laughs) Because if like a person changes or we want to change, we resist it, but yet it's also what we want. And so Jill continues to say, the other thing I noticed is I stopped my negative self-talk. It's just a nice byproduct of paying attention to my emotions and treating myself with compassion. She built her confidence and her inner resourcing to know she is not a victim. I mean, go back and listen to her her interview. It's amazing. She says it was never about the alcohol. It was my ability to be with my emotions and my thinking. She thought her emotions were just controlling her actions until she could take that step back to just start to question 
Why? What's going on here? Knowing my heartfelt intention, and this is the process, these are the actual tools that we use inside of the program. Knowing my heartfelt intention is something we teach. Lowering my expectations, like really seeing like, what are you expecting of a situation that's out of your control that's automatically going to set you up for a failure? Like you're going to fail ahead of time because of the way you think something should be. And then creating my ETAs is helping me keep a solid foundation. So this is the process I teach to get any results you want in life, including eliminating your desire to drink. So to find a solution, and we're going to talk about this next week, you must first admit that there is a problem, right? Like to find a solution to something, whether it's your brain, your emotions, your drinking, you have to say like, this is a problem. And the hint is that it's not you right? Like it's not, you're not the problem. You're not the one that can't handle quote unquote, your drinking. The stigma around alcohol has left so many in fear to admit that it, that this sucks big time, right? This back and forth, this neurotoxin, that's just making me crazy thinking I can't do anything in life without it. Life will never be the same. Like it's not fun anymore, but what you think right now is that it's the only way, like that it can't be different. That's the way that your emotions are cueing you to believe your thoughts will always be the same. Alcohol just doesn't make sense right now for you and the life that you want. And it's as simple as that, right? Like it's like, a job you want to change, a partner you want to change, a, a, a you know, a, like a, a wardrobe that you want to change. Like you're like, this look is just not working for me anymore. I've kind of outgrown, you know, my crop tops. <laughs> we kind of have a joke in this house about crop tops. Kind of over my crop top phase and my tie-dye phase. Like I'm just going to move into single colors, right? Um, and that is as simple as that. And so This is possible for you too. This is possible for everyone. This is our superpower as human beings is to become the witness, to step back, to take a breath, to relax the body, to just say why. And it's simple. It's really, really simple. It takes practice and you'll just start to see, like from what I talked about last week, the triggers as teacher, you start to see those triggered responses become less and less. And you're like, oh man, I can't believe I was holding on to that for so long, right? So never say forever, ever again. This is what keeps you so stuck, right? Because when you say forever, what happens in your body? What's your first reaction? Oh my God, I can't believe I'll never drink again. Emptiness, loneliness, scarcity, right? But when we feel that, right? So we go back to last week, we feel that. And the problem is, is that you focus on the forever, which literally doesn't even exist right now, right? It's the future. Like what we have no clue. So you do the, you do the processing. Now you practice what's happening right now. So you feel that emotion. Okay. And then you make space, you make space for a new option, right? It's like, well, if anything, and this is what I just told um, a new client of mine, like, don't get yourself freaked out about the forever. Know that you're learning tools. You're learning, you're awakening. You are learning this third option of life that you don't see 
anywhere on the TV. I mean, of course, we're starting to talk about mindfulness and things more, but they talk about it as like a fun activity. It's like, no, literally, this can be the way that you live your life, that your life is directed through this lens of what am I making it mean about me? And what if I just let go? You know, what if I didn't have that thought? What if you just didn't have the thought? Oh my God, forever. Like, who would you be then? How would you show up if you didn't have that thought? And because you do have that thought, you can just say, why? Is it useful? What if I just did today? What if I just decided for today that I can handle it and that I can take some deep breaths and drink some more water and I can just even observe my children. I can just observe myself getting frustrated and observe my children. So you... Take control of your emotions to understand your life, right? Your life is a projection of your thinking, right? Not the other way around. What happens on the outside, I mean, we've been conditioned to think a certain way now, but it's not an automatic, that sucks. Like you see this thing happen and it's like, I'm that sucks, right? No, that's your brain, not my brain. You know, but I have things that I think suck too. <laughs> and that's okay, right? But it's 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 in the recognizing that. And so we use this process called the ETA, which is your emotion, your thoughts, and your actions. And we look to see, well, what's we stop at the E. That's my, what I always tell people. Stop at the E first. Don't go on to a new thing, a new thought until you stop at the E. Because if you don't If you just always override the E with a new thought, especially when it comes to these old, old, old triggers and these old, old habits, you're never, it will never stick. And what happens when you start to understand the ETA, the emotion, thought, action, you control your life. You, life happens as you, right? It can become this beautiful mystery to unfold in front of you right now for what is in your control, what is in your control, not what's out of your control, but what's in your control, the way you view something, the shift of perspective, right? It's like when you see a box straight on, it just might look flat, but when you take two steps to the right, now it looks more three-dimensional, right? Or if you stand above it, it looks different. This is what is possible for your life. This is why you never, ever have to say forever, ever again, because there's always a choice. But what happens is the decision goes away. When you no longer desire something, the decision goes away. You're no longer consciously making a decision, right? It's like when you, when you learn a new route, driving you actually have to pay attention. So you're making a choice. I have to turn like, or you're making the decision. You always have the choice of whether or not you want to go to this route. You can take a new route, right? But you're making, you have to make a conscious decision. Oh, I've got to turn left here. Oh, I've got to turn right here. Oh, I've got to get on the highway. Oh, I've got to get off, right? But once you learn that route, the decisions go away. They're habitual. They're, they're It's your new, it's your habitual balance versus your habitual imbalance, right? With alcohol, we're in the habitual imbalance. And that's why there's an issue because there is a conflict. There's a conflict between what you 
believe, right? Now, the one thing I will say about forever that that you do have to come to terms with, and we're going to talk about this more next week, though, is that the forever part is forever knowing that alcohol will never change, right? So this is why there's the moderation is a myth is because if you, it's, it's not about figuring out how to keep alcohol in your life. It's figuring out why alcohol is important at all. And if it has this impact on you, like if it's gotten you to this point, do you really want to even care about keeping it around? You can, but you will always be making that decision. You will always having be at, never being able to, it's like if you only ever take the GPS somewhere, you'll never learn the route on your own. So you'll always have to make the decision to turn right or to turn left. And so it takes up just as much time and energy and stress. And you might not feel like shit as much, but you're still going to have to be like, okay, I'm not drinking tonight. You're going to always be making a conscious decision. So for me and my clients, when we talk about eliminating their desire to drink, that means the decision goes away. Like I don't make the decision when I go to the grocery store to not buy alcohol. It's it's a decision that's that's been gone. It's been decided and I no longer have the desire. So what is the result of that? Wow. Imagine, just think about it. What is the result of no longer having to decide about alcohol? And then never say forever, ever again. You don't even think about it. Ever. It's it's a moot point. Right? It will always exist. It will always be a choice. But you know the truth. Now you know the truth. That there's your life. And alcohol is a grain of sand on the, you know, on a ball floating around in space. Like it's. It's so insignificant in the scheme of everything else that's happening on this planet, this planet that is like, we couldn't even dream if we tried to, like we couldn't, have you watched, have I said this on the show? Have you watched Wild Babies on Netflix? Mind blowing, like mind blowing. I mean, not only is there cuteness, but it's like, wow, what nature, the intelligence that this is this planet, that there is a pulse of life, like everything. I'm also reading the book Braiding Sweetgrass. Um, that's literally every single chapter I'm crying because it invokes a deep, deep, deep remembrance. And so there's just so much gratitude. This The author of this book is um, so wise and so so tuned in. It's so potent. It's medicine for the soul. It's, um, she talks about in her indigenous native American language that she was learning. And she kind of talks about her trials and tribulations with learning this language. That's like so different from English and just a a Latin based language because it animates life. Like it animates a day. It animates a rock. It animates everything being, you know, like a person that, that every, we are in relationship to all of these things around us versus us just seeing ourselves, you know, as like the top of the food chain and like so separate. Right. And we're just like, we're missing the point because of that. If we could just see like the web of life, right. I mean, we see ourselves as so separate from 
everything that's happening to us. And that's why alcohol seems, you just give it so much more power than it deserves, so much more importance. And, you know, there's no judgment. I've been there. Like, I thought, like, it was one of my favorite things, you know, I, I really defined myself by it in so many ways. Um, and the only way to the other side of that is to just start, to start being curious, right. To take control of your emotions and to understand yourself in relationship to your life and to kind of get out of your own way. Okay. So if you're interested in diving in further with this work, I would love to invite you to jump on a call with me where we can just really help you make a decision. Like, why are you in indecision? What are you in indecision about the forever, you know, and, and really decide on what is the next best step for you. So the link to sign up for a complimentary call is in the show notes. Um, and as always, I'm open to any feedback, questions, comments, and I would love, absolutely love to have your review on Apple Podcasts. I just want to give a shout out to Jill. So I did read that with her permission, of course. Jill, thank you. You are amazing. And to all my brave and courageous clients, they just continuously blow my mind. And to you, my sweet, beautiful listeners for for showing up to, to continue to, you know, inquire, right? Inquire about what else is possible? What don't I know? There's just worlds upon worlds upon worlds of things that we are unaware of. Um, yeah. So enjoy this week and I look forward to our meeting again next week. Talk to you soon. Hey, if you are finally ready to get alcohol out of your way for good and discover what lies ahead, I want to invite you into the Stop Drinking and Start Living program where you will learn to do what alcohol does for you on your own, but way better. The best part is you don't have to do any of it alone. Just click the link in the show notes or visit my website, marywagstaffcoach.com to schedule a call with me where together we will plan the next phase of your life on purpose. I'll talk to you soon.